Sunday poor, we are back. Uh, first and foremost, a happy uh, belated Mother's Day, all the mothers out there. Uh, well, let's get right into it. Like, let's start right there. How are you? How was uh, how'd Mother's Day treat you? Oh, it's best Mother's Day yet, that's for sure. I like that you wish belated Mother's Day to all the – I know that's like a big demographic of ours are the mothers. So yeah. glad we got that was, that's a very classy move by you. If uh, one mother's listening, we did our job. Exactly. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Uh, yeah, it was good. You know, it was uh, it was an eventful weekend. I we got our Pfizer shot number two on Saturday. Uh, then we were running around for baseball, and then drove down to Jersey when we, when that was all said and done, and. We, you know, just had a little bit of a good time on Saturday night. Sunday came around, you know, all the mothers in the area came by, flowers, brunch, nice spread, mimosas, fresh fruit. Uh, what was it? Raspberry mimosa. Very good. Um, and then, yeah, I started to feel like some, I think I got some of the side effects of the shot, but I'm not sure because I had... It had to be like a top five worst night's sleep in my life on some Saturday night. So I'm not sure if it was just side effects of the shot or just because I didn't get any sleep. So you took the chance right then and there. You went down you went down to Jersey Saturday night. Rolled the dice. Wow. That's Amen. I mean you did have Pfizer, which I still think is a placebo, but it's funny. It's funny you say it because when they gave it to me, they're they're like, "All right, you're all set." And I was like, "Are you sure? Like, did you give me anything?" I just it was so quick. I was like, "There couldn't have possibly been anything in that shot." But like, you know, that's yeah, that's how I felt for both shots. I didn't feel a thing. Okay, all right. And then, but I was like happy that there was like my arm hurt a little bit later. Like it didn't hurt, but like you feel it later. Right. All right. At least I know something happened up there. Whatever it was, the chip or whether it was placebo, whether it was one of the bad shots, you know, they give to even out the population. I got something up there. Right. So your family doesn't mess around. They just said we're, we're, we're Mother's Day. We're plowing ahead. Your in-laws wouldn't have taken no for an answer. Is that the? Is that the thing? No, they they would have. But I figured it was kind of a pussy-ass excuse. You know, if I'm gonna make an excuse, it's gonna be a good one. You know, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go around. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna do a rat, a raccoon thing and like beat around the bush with the problem. I'm gonna just, you know, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a good one. I'm not gonna make up stories. It's a risk, though. If you get stuck there, you get caught up with a fever the next day. Uh, it's a uh, risk. No, nah, I fight through the pain. I mean, I felt awful driving home yesterday, but it wasn't. Like I said, I don't know. I I couldn't tell you what this what it was from. I, w- I didn't like drink heavily. Um, I wasn't like hung over anything on Sunday. So it wasn't like that. Right. It was just being overly tired. Um, I think maybe I had a fever at some point, maybe in the middle of the night, but I, I don't, I don't know. I drank so much water and Gatorade on Saturday. I got up preparation between one and eight. I got up four times to use the bathroom. I never got to go to the, go to the bathroom. Four times in the middle of the night? Between 1 o'clock in the morning and 8 o'clock in the morning. Four times. That's serious. It was ridiculous. I, just, I couldn't believe it, man. Like I was like shaking my head walking to the bathroom. 
It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I didn't prepare well enough uh, for my. I didn't have Gatorade in the house. It was just strictly water. The the paranoia was real though, because I'm laying there in the middle of the night <laughs> thinking, am I nauseous because of this? Like, am I don't do I not feel good because of the shot? It's just because I'm not sleeping. Like the one, like they told you to hydrate and get rest, and now I'm here. Like it was just a bad sleeping situation with like blow up beds and stuff. And I'm like, I can't sleep and I can't get my rest. Like, and then the paranoia got even worse. I'm like, why do you even get that fucking shot? I wasn't sick. Why am I getting a shot? How do I oh, know? Wow. How do they, I mean, I'm just laying there in the middle of the night with nothing else in my mind. So I just get the paranoia got, got a hold of me. You went deep. You Government got real con- deep in your head. You psyched yourself out. I have nothing going on at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I started all the government conspiracies that are going through my head. No, you know, no sleep. Arm is like microchip. You feel that microchip rattling around? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Gotta get, gotta get that reset so it's not rattling. All right. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mother's Day we got to watch the Canelo fight, so that was nice that they did that for Mother's Day. Very festive. Well, Mother's Day fight, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see any of that fight. Um, when did I know this is a very cliche, but when did brunch become a thing? For Mother's Day. When did they all decide that that was their thing? I have, I have no idea. I don't know. Brunch, I, don't remember that, I don't remember that being a thing necessarily growing up. I remember brunch being a thing here and there. You go to brunch. Uh, yeah, I don't really. Brunch was just kind of a th- I don't know. It was never a thing. It was just something that happened once in a while. I feel like it's the same thing. It was never designated for a, to a specific holiday. Yeah, maybe a lot of mothers just have a, like they have the excuse to start day drinking earlier, or a lot of kids like an excuse to day drink earlier. Like if I gotta do this stuff for mom, I'm gonna at least have a bloody mary in my hand, you know? Right. Kind of looking out for themselves. Classic selfish kid shit. And Mother's Day, like we'll stop beat around the bush. It is a little bit of a sham. It's uh, for no, it's a, it's for shithead kids who are terrible to their parents all year round and the parents need one more day out of the year other than Christmas where they get a fucking card and, you know, yeah. the kids have to come and give them a hug and all that shit. Yeah, though that's, that's, that's exactly why it exists, but that's why you need it. That's why I'll never get rid of Mother's Day because there's a lot of jerk-offs out there. They be, people need reminding. That's the, that's the one that, like Father's Day, I think I could speak as a father. Like, we don't need it. Like it's fine. Well, Father's Day is the biggest sham of all time. Yeah, that, don't bother. This, if I get, if I get, to, I play golf in the morning. Give me a few minutes, of peace and quiet. I mean, that's fine with me. That's it's whatever. And I'll cook. I don't care. I'll cook on Father's Day. No problem. I think most guys do cook on Father's Day. No barbecue is not a big grilling. barbecue holiday. Maybe yeah. All the women cooked yesterday. <laughs> so weird. Really? Yeah, well, your in-laws are like they kind of. Or yeah, in their old school ways. Yeah, yes, very much so. And if you want to eat, the women should cook over there. Yeah, it gives you that, or if the women don't, then we're ordering out. So, so you guys didn't actually or go I'm out cooking. for brunch. It was uh, you guys actually didn't go out for brunch. It was no. uh, all right. In That's house. a nice move. All right, because I I did the same thing. I decided this year I was taking the bull by the horns. I was going to be proactive. Yeah. Before anything was even suggested about going out. Okay. I was like, I'm hosting Mother's Day brunch. Nice. And you cooked? You did all the cooking? All of it. Oh, Oh, what was on your menu? I got to hear this. 
Uh, well, it also I got a lot of bagels from this place up uh, about 15 minutes from my house. That's that was an event in not, itself. It's not cooking yet. <laughs> What'd you make? I got. I bought some bagels. All right, you're you're you're. <laughs> What'd you put out? Some little boxes of cereal too and some powdered donuts? What is this? <laughs> some frosted Conan, flakes. Continental breakfast? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I didn't, I, I didn't say uh, Mario Vitale was behind the uh, <laughs> stove yesterday. All right, I put out a, I put out a spread. I should, I should have prefaced it by saying it was more of a spread. All right. <laughs> but I go, I go and I pick up these bagels yesterday. And I put the order in on Tuesday, right? A dozen bagels. All right. Wow, you put an order in for bagels on Tuesday? Is that like did you know Mother's Day had to be, or is there like a sign at this place that order ahead for Mother's Day? I no, but they, they I saw online that you could order in advance, so I said, fuck it, I'd rather be I don't want to be last second asshole trying to put it in the night before or Sunday morning. And you could kind of designate when you could pick them up. Oh, okay. Like, they give you 15-minute blocks to choose from. Okay. All right. And they say, you know, put your make and model of your car, we'll run it out to you. Shit. So I pull yeah. up there yesterday, like eight thirty, and you would have thought they were giving away Stones tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as I see the model people, I'm like, "There's no way I'm sitting in my car. I gotta go in. I gotta go get, make my voice heard." And like, you know, I'm gonna be sitting here like an asshole. There's no way. Uh, so I get up there, and there's, I felt ba- I felt a little bad. And Mother's Day is a huge holiday for brunch and breakfast and this and that so i can't get mad at that for being busy like that's just how it is you yeah, know yeah i'm kind of asking for it by doing this it's, it's part of it's on me but you look behind and they're not letting people inside and there's just bought bags people's orders all over the place oh, on the floor there's 100 100 bags man oh, and man. they're not they're not very organized at all and i felt bad i mean there's it's all like 16 17 year old girls working at this place oh no and they desperately they desperately needed an alpha back there to kind of take charge <laughs> it's very timid like, young girls somebody's got to be a leader here right and so and, and they went by order number okay so and i love this i was order number 10 and there was people like in the 300 so that just shows you i got ahead of the game and i got my order in early in the week i was number 10 i can't believe there's <laughs> nine ahead of you on tuesday i know <laughs> i know but they needed something like you'd go up there they'd come out with a clipboard and they'd ask for your number and they're like all right we'll go check on it there should have been people yelling out all right i got number eight i got number nine like, yeah. they been just yelling out yeah yeah like and, I, you know, it's young girls, so I'm not going to be the guy who goes viral flipping out on a 16-year-old girl. You know, no. I kept my, kept my cool. It was more, I was more mad at some of the customers. Like, there was one guy at the front of the line. You know, when you're at the front of any line and you're checking in, maybe it's a hotel, bank, something along those lines. Like, once you say what you have to say, you step aside. Yeah. Let the prequel yeah. behind you. This guy's just a fucking statue. I wanted to murder the back of his dumb head. Old dumb fuck. Anyways, <laughs> it's Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, and all in all, in all, I was probably there 15, 20 minutes, which seems like a long time, but I, I feel like it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, but you shouldn't be there. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It is, that is a long time for a pre-order, though. It is, but it is, it is like probably the, their busiest. I can't think of a busier holiday for a bagel place than Mother's Day. You got to be prepared, though. You got to know what's going on. 
apparently they're always like this. I don't know. It's a good bagel. I don't know a good bagel from a bad bagel. Most bagels are good. You would know a bad bagel. If you had a bagel. Well, I don't know. Like, I, like, I like a sesame bagel from Dunkin' Donuts. These were probably better. These were like, you have, you have some like specialty bagels, like French toast. Yeah. Cinnamon. But for the most part, I got just like normal plain sesame, everything. Maybe a cheddar Asiago. Threw a little cheddar Asiago in there. All right. Yeah. You like onion bagels? Yeah. They gave, onion, me, yeah. they gave me three of them and I ordered one. Yeah, like an onion bagel. Yeah. Yeah. I ordered a dozen. They gave me 15. It was all over the place. You kind of just get what you get. In that, book, like. in, that, in that book, the winner of Franken Machine, the one that I listened to, that, that's like his thing is onion bagels. Oh, really? Yeah, it was my first experience. I had a nice bacon egg and cheese on an onion bagel. Yeah, they're good. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like a Bialy because Bialy's have like little onions on top of them, but not okay. Because Bialy's are a lot thinner, but right. So, uh, so I put bagels out. That was the centerpiece: bagels, cream cheese, okay, uh, some fruit. Wow! So you made them. You made the mothers serve themselves then. They well, gotta, no, they not quite. Their, they gotta apply their own cream cheese. They didn't have to. If they, they chose to do so, they could have. Jeez. And then I had a uh, – I don't think they did, actually. <laughs> All right. No, okay. No harm done. Uh, no I had, like, a mimosa station, screwdrivers, <laughs> um, screwdrivers, white Russians. Were you attending bar? You yeah, having- I was doing everything. All right. Well, no, then the main, the main thing I had uh, set up, I made, like, bacon and sausage, too, was I had an omelet station. Uh, all right. Okay. So I had the bacon, and bacon, sausage, uh, onions, peppers, tomatoes, spinach, and then cheese, obviously. Perfect. Yeah, nice. Classy. I think that's – I don't know. I'm probably missing a few things. I can't remember. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it wasn't a. I, I called it a bre- a brunch, but it was really a breakfast. You know, there was no penne alla vodka. You know, I don't like. I don't like. I. That's the thing about brunch is it's. Yeah, I feel like you overpay for it, and I really am just in it for the for the breakfast food. I'm just. I don't. I don't need like pasta next to my eggs. You know, I'm not. I'm not really into that. Um, but if it's there and it looks good, I'm not against sampling it. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just like I'd be happier if like I'm not a father, but like let's say Father's Day, my family wanted to take me to brunch. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, scrap the brunch. I just I'd rather go to a diner and just go to breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Much much mm-hmm. better in my opinion. I mean, how much could you really eat at a brunch? The the br- the brunch is nice if they give you like two complimentary drinks. You kind of make your money back a little bit that way. Yeah. Uh, but and and this is this is nothing to do with Mother's Day, but. I'm not, I don't want to go somewhere where I know everyone's going on the same day. It's why I don't really like oh. going out on Valentine's Day. Yeah, like these, these brunch places just prey on you, man. You're yeah. paying $50 a plate, yeah. and it's just too much. So I was like, I'll start the tradition right now. I'll do this every, every year. That's better, house. yeah. And you're just looking around. Everybody else who couldn't come up with something else to do on their own, they were just kind of mailed it in. Like, yeah, we'll, go, we'll take them on the brunch. A little effort. A little effort, man. See, well, here, here's why we used to do it. Like for my mother, because there's a lot more people, right? So nobody really, nobody was really up to hosting. That's a lot of work, a, br- a brunch. Nobody's really up to hosting for like, uh, you know, six to eight kids. And yeah. That many more adults. So it was, just, it was just easier to go out to brunch for a group that large. 
And plus, you know, you know, my mother, she liked to have a drink, so it wasn't too bad to, to go to right. Places. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, so all in all, I was, I was a success. The two things I would add next year that I didn't have was uh, Bloody Mary station. I, I got it. Right. I need the I need the tutorial on a good Bloody Mary because there was a couple people in there I think that drink them, even though I don't really drink them too often. All right, you had a year to um, prepare. A year to prepare for that, and I need a I need a Belgian waffle maker. I almost went out and got one during the week, man, because I, I was like, you can't have a brunch without Belgian waffles. But so I felt a little bit bad because there's a couple kids there. But next year there will be a uh, Belgian waffle because that's like a must, you know what I mean? But this was kind of the trial run, you know, yep. getting our feet wet here. That's good. No, that's you did a nice job. I would also suggest some sort of meat, possibly some sort of steak. Okay. It'd be nice to have a little something like that. Like, make like a steak more, and eggs. Make a little more brunchy. I think the meat makes a little more brunchy. Uh, yeah, what kind of steak, though? You, you, you fire it up, like, right there on the grill? Uh, it would be something like, a, like something you would pre-cook and have, like, sliced up, I guess. I don't know exactly what to do. Yesterday, I think they had skirt <laughs> steaks. I think it was skirt steaks that they had. Pre-made. Yeah, pre-made. They marinate them and they 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 made them and they had them on the table. And you know. I am impressed that the women cook though, like because a lot of women will like kind of take advantage of the whole Mother's Day, like this is my day or whatnot. But they, um, no, my my wife took charge and she was like, I got I I got exactly what I wanted. It was the Mother's Day I wanted, and you guys couldn't do it. And she like she knew like you know her father and her brother-in-law were going to do it. And she knew that if it was me, she knew if he, she asked me to do it, she'd just be busting my balls the whole time. And it would be right. a miserable experience. So she just took charge and, and made it happen. Yeah. So it's Father's Day similar? Same thing? Yeah, I don't mind cooking on Father's Day. I think I cooked last Father's no, Day. No, I mean, like, if you, if you celebrate with your in-laws, are the women doing everything on Father's Day, too? Yeah, I somehow I got – I got, uh, they're like, oh, when we do Father's Day, Anthony will cook. I'm like, wait a second. You motherfuckers don't do anything for any holidays? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Uh, so I said, I'm not fucking cook. I mean, I, I'll cook, but I'm playing golf first. And then, what the oh. hell? hell was that? I don't know what that was. I, I don't know. Sticky toys. bandits? No, it's toys or ice. I don't know what that was. I thought it was the ice, like loosening up in the freezer, but uh, our ice maker's broken, so it wasn't that. So that'd be some toy fell or something. Or there's a mouse over there. New, a New York rat or a raccoon. Yeah. One or the other. Um, so what was your – I don't even know if – did you say what the menu was yesterday? Uh, yeah, so it was a st- there was steak. There was these little, like, uh, bacon and egg popover type things. I don't know exactly how to explain them, but it was just like, you know, like a little bit of egg with some bacon popped in there, like uh, baked like on top of some bread. Like mini quiches, kind of? Not – no, not real. It was more like it was more like scrambled egg with bacon, on like in this little bread, cupcake shaped piece of bread. Gotcha. Um, they they did they did do a pasta, which I actually didn't have any pasta, but pasta with like sausage and chicken. Oh, so this is a full on brunch. Yeah, this is fre- yeah. fresh fruit. Um, I said the steaks. Uh, oh, there was like this uh, this tuna salad. Tuna with like. Celery and avocado, good stuff. Um, I think that's it. And the mimosas were a big hit. It was like fresh fruit mimosas. Like uh, my wife like 
ground up some raspberries and I put them in ice trays. So like froze it. And then it was, it was some sort of Prosecco with grenadine, like some fresh strawberries. And then like a, a plop of this, uh, this fresh raspberry ice. It's a little different take on the mimosa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was good though. It was good stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. So that was it. I spent actually most the most of the morning. I got I was in Jersey. I'm like, let's go. I took my son out. I was like, let's go get some, you know, let's go get some flowers. Usually, well, we we had flowers here to bring, but we forgot them here. Uh, and then, <laughs> then I was like, well, let's go on Sunday morning. We'll go find. There's always a guy, or we'll go to this Home Depot or Stop and Shop. We'll have them. So of course I made three stops, stop and shop, Home Depot and Whole Foods and all the flowers were just garbage. Just all the trash. Well, they're all picked over. Yeah, but I've well, I, yeah, I guess I never really go to these places anyway. They, I know at least two guys or at least two places where a guy shows up on a flower holiday, Easter and Mother's Day. There's two locations I know I can go to and there's just a guy just appears and he's got a trunk full of flowers and shit and it's always good stuff. And I couldn't, not a guy in sight yesterday. We ended up waiting in line at a fucking flower shop, which brilliant idea for the flower shop to be open. Yeah, but whatever. There wasn't, these people, they weren't that efficient, but you know, that you went in there, you told them what you wanted, how much you were looking to pay. And then they, they sent the order to the back and they banged, they banged them out. It took, I had three bouquets, you know, three small bouquets to do for uh, the women that were there, the mothers that were there. And, uh, you know, they took care of business. And, you know, no, no thinking necessary. So much so that I guess the, the line actually got longer after I was there. And as I'm walking out, I'm carrying these bouquets. And there's a guy in line who looks at me and goes, you did good, bro. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I got the comments from the guy in line. I probably, I probably could have sold them for like double the price to that guy. I should have. I just brought the cash back for the ladies, but. Because he's still, he's, he's still a little bit, got a little bit ways to go to get to the front. Is that why? He, he wouldn't be out. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be out of there probably where he was in line. I'd say like 45 minutes at the minimum. And what time is this at that you're in line? This is actually late. This was like 11, 30, 12. This was wow. late. Yeah, it was so late. You, so you had a little bit of an excuse. You're out because the women are. Oh, so what time? You guys did like a late start time. Yeah, we started a little after, like we said, twelve thirty, I think. Oh, okay. My, yeah, we were like ten thirty, so yeah. we, ours was more of a breakfast. But so you have an excuse. Some of these guys, I wonder. I mean, they're really racing against the clock. Some of these guys. We, we had flowers. We just forgot them here. <laughs> we just forgot them at home. No, I, right. Uh, but these other guys. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad look for to be to be out. Oh, you have to be. Like I said. I know a guy that I know there'll be two places that a guy's going to appear and you're in and out. Yeah. In my home, in my town, I grew up and I know like the lot where the yeah. guy's going to be right yeah. down the street from where I grew up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Shell station for me, you know, Jerry's right. Jerry station. Right. You just yeah. know it's reliable in a pinch. You know where you got to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's always good. Um, yeah. So those guys have no excuse. You, you, you cannot be waiting in line at a flower shop in your town. On, on, Mother's, on, on Mother's Day. Those are the guys who just found out it was Mother's Day like an hour prior. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah. They saw something on the news. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How am I going to play this off? Yeah, I was out of town. This was, my, this was my last ditch effort. 
Like I figured I would kind of go to those places. I just needed to find civilization. And I was like, well, we'll try these places, but the real goal is to find a guy. And like just find like a main road where there's a bunch yeah. of different businesses and lots and you'll find somebody. I couldn't point, find one. Fucking I can't point Jersey. out. I'm like, yeah, I was cursing out Jersey the whole time. I'm like, yeah, look, I'm like, there's a gas station and a Dunkin' Donuts. Why is there not a guy? doesn't make any sense. You know what you could have, you should have just bought out the flower, flower place and set up shop. You could have made some serious money. Next year, I might, next year you got a waffle machine. Next year, I got a flower scam. Yeah, I need that. I need that waffle. There machine. you go. Well, we got our plans for next Mother's Day all hashed out. Though. I like. I'm it. gonna have to write that down. Yeah, I gotta oh, remember a, that. That's not a bad idea. If I just if I just had a few flowers outside of that flower shop next year, I could make a killing in like an hour. Yeah, I might. For me, like for me, it was. Uh, so the lots I'm thinking of where the flowers are. Mm-hmm. It's the perf. It's it's where you get flowers on like Mother's Day, Easter holidays, like that. Yep. And on Super Bowl Sunday, you get your Super Bowl shirt. I used to get I used to get a uh. Super Bowl shirt on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, like the ones with like Super Bowl twenty nine, Niners helmet and a Chargers helmet. Wow. I don't know if they still do that. You know, they've kind of been taken over by Amazon. You can get anything you want on there. But uh, yeah, you used to be able to get some uh, paraphernalia. That is such a that is such a random cool thing to be able to just pencil into your calendar every year it's very it's very 80s like slash 90s no kid would understand that nowadays no that's yeah no because what if you wanted a yeah if you wanted a uh donatello from ninja turtles and uh the flash t-shirt to you know the two of them together playing uh playing spades in a, I don't know, give me a crazy place. I don't know, under the Eiffel Tower. Dang high. It's, it's right there. I mean, it's on Amazon. Yeah. I, that very shirt is on Amazon, I'm sure. Uh, and you're going to get a better price on Amazon than you're going to get from the guy at the corner. Yeah. So, but for, for just a, for a Super Bowl t-shirt to show up one day a year. <laughs> I, used to get a, I used to get the sweatshirt. Yeah. Yeah. The guy would be up there. T-shirts, sweatshirts up there. Yeah. It was, it was great. Uh, I'm a little Super bit Super Bowl tradition. A little bit jealous. I don't have one of those and never had that experience. That's fucking cool as hell. Yeah, I had, I had, I got, I don't have any of the sweatshirts anymore, but I probably had three or four. I like the Bills, Cowboys ones. Definitely Niners, Chargers. Uh, not who else played in that? Cowboys, Steelers. It's a little, I had a little run in the mid 90s. I definitely had Bills, Cowboys. I'm trying to think of a, a Super Bowl where I didn't hate one of the teams at least. Niners Chargers, I hate. I can't don't really like the Niners at all. Chargers, I don't care. That char, that Chargers team, I didn't really like that particular. Chargers I hated team. that Chargers team. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say hate. I dislike them. Yeah. 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 No, hates hates reserved for the Cowboys and uh, the Redskins and the Eagles. But that Chargers team, I did not like. Who did you hate, Stan Humphreys? I don't know. It was a gross team. Just up and down, a gross team. One of the worst teams to go to a Super Bowl. Had to be one of the worst teams. I was also Bobby at, Ross was the coach. I was also at the Giants Chargers game. Was it? It wasn't that year, was it? The snowball game. I mean, I don't, it probably wasn't that year, but that was when uh, did they have to call the game because Giants fans were throwing snowballs at everyone. They, I don't know if they called it, but maybe it got delayed. But yeah, we were actually in a box, but we just we watched as the stadium just. 
became a big snowball fight. Who was a who was a running back on that team? He got pelted. Natron. Natron. Natron means yeah. He got pelted. He scored a touchdown, and I still like I've seen it highly a million times now. But he just kind of cradled the ball like two hands. Very. Uh, he got the fundamentals. Got the fundies going. If you're Keith Hernandez, big time fundies. Yeah. He just got pelted with snowballs as he went into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, uh, that but, was. Uh, I don't know if that was that year, but it was definitely mid nineties, right? That game. It was. It was either that that year or the year after. I don't know. It's it's definitely a carryover of that Super Bowl team at the very least. I don't remember what year it was though. It was. I don't. I know the Giants didn't go to the Super Bowl that year, but I think it was the year after because I, maybe the Chargers were going to miss the playoffs, but it was a big deal that you know they were had made the playoffs or made. The Is it like a primetime game too? I don't think so. No Saturday was, afternoon. Yeah, it was probably a one o'clock start. Right, I mean, it, yeah, prime time meaning it was a standalone, but I, I feel like that was a like a four thirty game, like a Saturday afternoon. Oh, that's that's possible. I, you know, I have the uh, <laughs> I have the ticket somewhere. It's probably in the basement here. I probably could find it in like two minutes if if, if you gave me the chance to. <laughs> Is it possible it was week seventeen? Yeah, I'm it was the last, week it was, seventeen. Vibes. It, was la- it, it was the last week of the season. Yeah. And all yeah, Char- Chargers pelt Giants. The Chargers won the game, twenty-seven seventeen. Yeah, Chargers won. I'm not sure. I ever it may have been their Super Bowl year. I, uh, no, it's December of '95. I believe this. I think it was the year after. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is Chris- December twenty-fourth. Was it Christmas Eve, or was it the day before Christmas Eve? It's yeah. It might have been the day before. I don't think it was, it was, yeah, guaranteed last season Super Bowl loser. So this was the year after they went to the okay. went to the yeah. bowl. Missed the playoffs altogether. Yeah. And only fourteen pe- fourteen people ejected. I think one hundred and seventy five others and treated fifteen others for injuries. I think one guy got arrested. He was on the cover of the New York Post or something. Ten security guards were injured, three requiring hospitalization. This is an underrated story, man. This is like Philadelphia shit. This is black mark for Giants fans. It it was. At the time, it was. Chargers equipment manager Sid Brooks was knocked out for 30 seconds after being hit in the face with a snowball. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of bouncy, though. Getting knocked out by a snowball. (laughs) Oh, they halted the contest briefly early in the fourth quarter. And had stadium announcer Bob Shepard inform the fans that New York would forfeit the game unless the snowball stopped. <laughs> Giants were probably four and twelve that year. Did anyone really give a shit? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they didn't. Again, like, yeah, we we are welcome to forfeit. <laughs> Shepard probably got that memo. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, I know. What do you guys think? It doesn't deter him at all. Yeah, I'm sorry. Five and eleven. All I remember is uh, I was in this. Uh, other than the snowballs and uh, the running back in pelted, all I remember is there was this. Uh, so I'm like, it was 1995, you said. So I'm 13. December 95. Yes, I'm 13 years old, and I remember there's uh, there's this woman sitting in front of the skybox, and she's wearing all white. And I, I mean, I just, you just like I knew she was hot. And every t- she got up a couple of times to like come back our way and go to the go to the back, you know, go to the whatever concessions or bathroom or whatever. 
And there were these two guys that made these lewd comments every time. And if I'm hearing them, you know, the whole yeah. box is probably hearing them, you know, like, oh, here's a snow bunny bouncing back again. That's the one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, uh, loud enough for her to hear it? No, I mean, we were behind glass, so. Uh, uh, no, actually, those skyboxes aren't all, all covered. But no, no, she wasn't, like, within earshot. I mean, everybody in our box was, but. Oh, by the way, I think this was a Saturday, a Saturday game, 12.30 start. All right. December 23rd. It was wow. the day before. The full slate must have been Christmas Eve the next day. Yeah. There you have it. There it is. Yeah, that was a monumental event for sure. Oh, wow. Giants had a 17-3 lead at the half. <laughs> Blew it. That explains the uh, – I guess that, that explains the snowballs. Yeah, a lot uh, of, and yeah. then the, the, what put him ahead was it was 17-17, and this dude for the Chargers, Sean Gale, 99-yard interception return to put him up 24-17. And that, was, I mean, that may have started the snowballs right that there. That might have been – maybe that was what, who got pelted. Maybe it wasn't Natron Means. Actually, I don't even think Means was playing. Maybe it was the backup – or whoever was his replacement. Yeah, I'm not seeing Means. Means may have been – is it possible he was done after uh... – After the Super Bowl? It's possible. Well, he right? went to the – you know what? He went to the Jaguars. He may have been a Jaguar the following year. Okay. All right. I think he went to the Jaguars. He was on those uh, – he was on that – one of those expand. well, no, was it their second year that almost went to the Super Bowl, the Mark Brunel yep. miracle run? Okay. He was on that team, so he may have been on, on them. Uh, yeah, it may have been the dude who returned the interception that got yeah. pelted. Because I remember him being all alone. It wasn't like he just ran in from the three-yard line. Yeah, and the time the timing works out that it was probably <laughs> yeah. mid, mid to late fourth quarter. 99-yard interception. Yeah, Dave, Dave Brown was the uh, starting quarterback that day. Two quarterbacks in New York. You wonder why I'm skeptical. <laughs> Stan Humphreys was two for three for 12 yards that day. I'm not sure maybe if he got pulled or if it's because it was a meaningless game. Gail Gilbert came in in relief. Oh no. Can't say I really know that name too Man, well. No, that's not that's not a that's not a uh, detail that I remember at all. That's just a name for failure right there. You're set up to fail that name. <laughs> yes. Gail Reed Gilbert. Yeah, he, if I were him, I would have put myself up for adoption. And change my first name. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Gail. Gail Bettiger. It's a tough one. The tough name to come back from, I think, if you're a dude. Gail. Gail, Gail Gilbert. You know, Gail Gilbert is just tough all in all. Gail Sayers, he's all right. Gail Sayers. Another, okay. another football name. Yeah, something about but, yeah. but it's like boy named Sue, man. He you know, Sue was named Sue. So uh he learned to be tough without his dad around. Maybe Gail Gilbert's dad was like, I'm not gonna be around for you. So here's a terrible name. Go and become a quarterback. And he did, but he just, you know, he was a backup quarterback for the fucking Chargers. <laughs> Stan Humphrey's yeah. backup. <laughs> dad, <laughs> dad didn't say go be Stan Humphrey's backup. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, well, yeah, he had a ceiling. Gail Gilbert had a ceiling. He did, he did the best he could. Yeah, so maybe maybe that was part of the plan. Maybe it was a boy named Gail, and that was all part of the plan. 
There you go. Boy Named Gale. It's a sequel. <laughs> My name is Sue. How do you know? <laughs> now, now you're, you're gonna die. die. <laughs> yeah, good. That's a classic. I feel like I haven't heard that one in a long, long time, man. Boy Named Sue. That's the, yeah, is, is that version only live? I feel like every time I've heard it, it's been him doing it live. Yeah, I don't know if there's uh, another recording of it. Crowd going bananas. I'm sure there's more. That's the way I always picture the song is with the crowd. Might just be the best recording of it. I mean, like Billy Joel has other versions of. uh, There's like one or two of his songs that are like, oh, uh, Miami 2017. They only do a live version of it. But he has like a studio. He has like a studio version of it. So, there are certain songs like that, I feel like. Yeah. You only hear the live versions. And the thing with, and Boy Named Sue, what sticks out is, uh, is it Boy Named Sue where he says, son of a bitch, and they beep it out, but it's like an obnoxious beep? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I, think that, I think I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's, I think that they beep it out, and then uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia, they beep out. And it's, I feel like both those songs have it on beep. Now I'm questioning it. Now yeah. I'm thinking nice devil went down to Georgia. I feel like the I feel like the obnoxious I know they blank it out in both. I feel like the obnoxious beep is boy named Sue. All right. Cause I feel like the I think the crowd cheering got if you hear that get broken up. Yeah, okay. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, who knows? They I know they just bleeped out in both though. Yeah, neither neither is good. Both versions without the bleep are better, obviously. Yeah, edited tracks was always a uh, struggle. Growing, up. yeah, you ever had, like an edited rap CD growing up? No, or edited. Uh, I had a couple. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of goddamn parental advisory. <laughs> well, I guess Just didn't work. I remember when I was a kid hearing, you know, the who, who are you? I, I remember hearing that song and they don't bleep it out on the radio. Now they do sometimes. Where do they swear in that song? Who the fuck are you? Oh, okay. They don't beep it out on the radio? I don't think so. They have to. On FM? I've heard it. I get a big fine. I feel like they, I feel like I've heard it recently, but I don't think they ever did before. I think I remember being surprised. Like, not bleeping it out now, just kind of like editing it out. Yeah, but I feel like I knew that. Was, I feel like that was one of those things that I heard them say it. I'm like, did they just say that? But I'm thinking like that can't be it, because obviously it doesn't belong in the radio. I mean, it does. It's fine, <laughs> it's fine with me. It's in the radio, but yeah, I know that it's not really one of those things that's supposed to be on the radio. I've also heard stuff beeped on Sirius, which makes no sense to me. None, none. I've heard so I've heard songs like beeped out on Sirius, like a rap song on the rap channels or on uh, no, it's probably like top, one of the top one of the top forty stations, probably like California. Oh, okay. Well, nineties and nine, I think, does blank them out, but like the rap stations don't. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, if I figured nineties and nine is more generic, I don't know. I have no idea. Nerf in the world. One rap 
one edited rap song at a time. <laughs> Nerfing the world. <laughs> Nerfing the world. <laughs> Let the kids hear some goddamn gangster rap. <laughs> Put some hair on their chest. <laughs> That's it's funny because my brother actually asked me the other night before the fight went on. They put on like a UFC fight before it. Uh-huh. Uh, these two, well, I guess the main event with these two women fighting. And but they not even, a pay per view, right? Wasn't pay per view, no. Right, okay. Um, but they actually had even they had like an undercard on. And he came over, he's like, "You don't mind this is on with the kids are here?" And I was like, "It's like no, it's sports, man." He's like, nah, I know. Some people get touchy and the kind of stuff on. I'm like, I'm like, my kids hear sports. They're like, they're pretending, like they're closing their eyes, pretending they're asleep, you know, doing like the. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they don't care. So he wanted to make sure two people beating the shit out of each other was okay. Yes, basically. <laughs> Look, it's, it's a the beautiful science. Like, come on. It's not, uh, it's not bum fights. Yeah, I mean, they're getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah. It's their job. Yeah. Some people's job is to fight professionally. It's all by regulated. The, by the way, do you know anything about the guy that Canelo fought, Billy Joe Saunders? No. What happened? It was a TKO? How, how, well, uh, how first, long did this fight go? First of all, let me just say this. Billy Joe Sa- Saunders, you called him a country music star? I think yeah. last time we talked. Guy's English. Is he really? He's English. Tyson Fury is in his corner, man. I was like, what is going on? Did they interview him? Did he give you like a Does cheerio? He, uh, you talk like that? Does he give the full I did not. English? I did not hear him talk at all. Uh, by the time the fight was over, he was in no position to speak. No condition, right? He had a couple. I mean, he had a couple good rounds, got a couple shots in on him. Uh, and then Canelo kind of turned it on. And I think it was the seventh round. Uh Got him, caught him over the eye, busted his orbital. Like, they're not sure if the guy's ever going to fight again now. So, you know. He fucks people up, man. Canelo. You know, it's, it's the crazy part, I mean, they, he closed his eye. And, you know, of course, they end the fight. And we're like, this fucking pussy. Just get out there. <laughs> like, that's what your corner's for. You get out there. And then they're like, oh, broken orbital. Might not ever fight again. I'm like, okay, well, I guess you got, I guess you got ruined if you're going to end his career. I guess going out for the eighth round wouldn't make much sense. Yeah, so he, he was in the corner and they had to throw the towel in. Yeah, the corner called it. He didn't, he didn't call it, but I guess it was just one of those things. I mean, his eye was closed. Yeah, but, it's not I mean, the same the movies. No cut me mix. Yeah. I guess you could, but if it's that bad or there's a broken bone up there, like you're not going back out there with a broken bone. You're going you're gonna to cave your whole face in, right? If you have a, and he gets hit up there again, it's, it's just going to collapse on each other, I think. Eyes yeah, not, right not, not, not today in boxing. You can't. It's too much... Uh, I don't know. Too much bad PR if you send a guy back out there. It's not like in the 70s. No, I've seen, you've seen fights go a little bit, but that, I think that was a serious injury. I don't think it was like one – I don't think they were being soft. I've seen. No, I don't think so there. either, but I'm saying this was like Ali and Frazier. There's no I, telling. There's no, no telling what the likes I, those guys would go to. I, I need to see like a guy going out there with a broken eye socket to, to say that this is like a, you know, the not like the old days type of situation. I, hear what I just think back I know in the day, you, just get, you can get away with so much more. Right. You could probably could get away with more. And also, part of it is probably they didn't know as much of what was going on. Like, I don't like know. CTE and all that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot worse consequences. But also, the, I'm sure the doctors were as good as you could have, I'm sure, in 1970. But even there, they, they, they probably didn't have the, 
the same training that they have now. I probably didn't know as much about like what the long term, right? You said like long term consequences, but here, like the, if it might just feel like it's busted, but they might say, yeah, he could, he's still good to go. And it wouldn't be because they're like pussies, right? Or not because, not because, you know, they're like more ballsy than they are now. It's just because they didn't know that another shot would, you know, cave his skull in. I don't know. I feel like this was not one of those situations where it's like an old days thing. Um, Even though at, yeah, at mean, the time, at the time, it felt, at the time it felt like it. No, but if, if it's possibly ending his career, then it's not just like, <laughs> it's a pretty serious injury. If he's not going to fight not, It's again, definitely a serious injury. Yeah, if he's not going to fight again, I will, you know, going out for another round would be crazy. The worst beating I ever saw a guy take, and this guy was never – obviously, he never fought again. Uh, this dude, Mike Perez, he's the guy who was uh, delivering the punishment. Okay. He fought this dude, Magomed – I can't even do the last name. I just, I just Googled it, too. Okay. Abdul Salamov is Russian, dude. Okay. If you Google this guy, just Google Mike Perez, Magomed, or whatever. Okay. He took – and I watched this fight live. It, was a, it wasn't a pay-per-view. It was an HBO, one of those after-dark things, you know, Saturday night. Uh, he took the worst beating I've ever seen. Never went down. I don't think he went down once. He just took 10, whatever, however long it was, 10, 12 rounds of just punishment. His face was mangled at the end of the fight absolutely mangled like the shit was rearranged it was like he's i mean he the guy's like in a wheelchair now so i don't want to like like too you know make too much light of it yeah. it was like a mr potato head sort of thing like shit oh, wasn't yeah. in the right place yeah i've seen it i didn't see that fight but i've seen this these pictures before yeah and they, the guy like they had a uh put him in a medically induced coma he had a stroke when he was in the coma i mean all fucked up man yeah. And they let it go the distance. And I remember watching this fight being like, is some, like, they should probably stop this. And I'm the last guy who wants to stop a fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm in it for the entertainment. I want to see these guys, you know, give everything they have. But it made me uncomfortable to the point where I was just like, this has to probably be stopped. Yeah, I think <laughs> And they guys, never stopped it. I think guys like us are, are good uh, measures of when a fight should be stopped. Like, when you feel uncomfortable, that means it's time to stop it. If you if you are teetering on it, it probably could still go on for a little bit. But once you're uncomfortable, that makes sense. Time to throw the towel. Somebody's got to throw the towel in. Yeah, every once in a while, there's a fight like that, like uh, the Fury Wilder fight. The beating that Fury was putting on Wilder. Yeah. I think all of us in the room were like, "Okay, this is enough." <laughs> the guy's he's got no legs he's wobbling around he can't get his hands up to defend himself yeah he's, it's, no, he's it's what's called a night let's call yeah, it a night <laughs> yeah that was a pretty and that was worse because it's heavyweights when heavyweights are putting a beating on someone it's just you know call the cops this is this is <laughs> yeah. this is assault assault and battery yeah, it goes light featherweights whatever they can they can go for 17 rounds and not nobody's gonna be bleeding <laughs> <laughs> at all yeah no one's feeling bad for them yeah 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 keep 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 throwing your uh little speedy hands <laughs> not hurt anybody yeah julio caesar chavez <laughs> i don't know if he was a featherweight he may have been a heavyweight i don't remember <laughs> i think he's like a middleweight 
Yeah. Wasn't he undefeated, Julio Cesar Chavez? One of those Chavez's was undefeated for a while. He had, like, some serious 65-0 and 0 record. I don't recall. Don't recall. So that dude Saunders was undefeated. Now his career is probably over. He said he'll be back, but, I mean, that's what they well, What's he going to say? Yeah. Well, you never know. Maybe he will be back. Maybe he's just one of those things that they, they see the injury and they say you should never fight again, and then he just kind of works his ass off the on the ring one more time and uh, beat up some palooka. Put him in there against a tomato can. Let me tell you something. Texas, in Texas, there is no pandemic. It's over in Texas. There, they said it was the third or fourth most uh, people for a, for a fight ever. 73,000 plus packed into AT&T Stadium. There was not, there was not <laughs> an empty seat, man. I saw maybe uh, – I'm, I'm – <laughs> I'm, pump, I'm pumping up the numbers a little bit here, but I saw yeah. maybe three people wearing a mask. Yeah. Don't you think there needs to be some middle ground? Like what Texas – Texas, I mean, Florida down south, they're operating business as usual, which is probably not – Maybe they're all vaccinated. Maybe they all got vax cards. Yeah, not, I'm not <laughs> banking on that. And I feel like the restrictions up north have – they, they got to start kind of loosening up a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like the Knicks, I, don't, I have no love for the Knicks, but the Knicks have been so hungry for a playoff appearance. They should be allowed to at least, at least let them get half the building in there, 50%. Yeah, let's see them do it again next year. Then you can get them in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like the Islanders, just their last run yeah. at the old bar. You know, let them get yeah. – uh, well, I mean, what are you going to do? It's up to the politicians, you know? That's never good. It's never it, – no, of course not. It's, I mean, the politicians are the kings of making decisions on shit that they have absolutely no business, like no background. No, it's like the whole – brings you back to like the weed issue. Yeah. I mean, they're making, it, they're making decisions on shit they have no clue about. Yeah, I don't know what's worse. They're making decisions on those or are them lecturing us on them. They all yeah. do. They all tell us how, how what we need, what we're supposed to think about. It. I'm like, no, I'll fucking figure it out for myself. Yeah. So Texas is there's no it, COVID. Uh, it's, dude, I had no idea. Like, I didn't even know it was in Texas until it was on for a couple minutes. But like, was it in Jerry's world? Yeah. Like, was, oh yeah, he was yeah. there. He was there. Oh yeah. I'm sure. No mask on him. No mask on him. No, he's very pleased with himself. No mask on Jerry. No, it was it was packed. It was awesome, man. I'm not gonna lie. It was great to see a big sporting event. Of course, yeah. Thousands and thousands of fans, and then to see you know, uh, I mean, it's see somebody's career ended on that night. It's like we just what we paid to see. We we wanted to see somebody's <laughs> face get bashed in. We got it. So, I mean, I have no facts to back this up, but aren't those southern states actually aren't their numbers doing well? The COVID numbers. I think so. I think it's Everyone's had it, right? And that's probably what it was. Yeah, everybody got it, and they're all good. So, because I was talking to somebody I know who was—I don't know if I mentioned this on my show or not. I could be repeating myself, but whatever. Need to fill some time. Yeah. Uh, it was what the guy who set up the the uh, surprise birthday dinner I went to a few weeks ago. 
You, you so, helped set that up. Yeah, that was all me, right? My operation. <laughs> so he's been going to and from Florida the past few months. Okay. Got friends down there. Okay. I'm staying in Miami. All right. And he says down there, they just talk about it. Like, oh, yeah, I had COVID. I had COVID twice. <laughs> oh, man. And he's hanging out. Like, I'll just give you a background on him. Now I feel like I told this story already. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Gay Spanish guy. So yeah, he's definitely the first time. <laughs> okay. So he's going, he's going to Miami. There's, he's not hanging out in the uh, social distance circles. Okay. He's oh. hanging out in the very, very free and easy, you know, very loose restrictions in his circle. All right. Uh, and he, I mean, and he, I'm not going to do the research to find out, but I believe I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and he's just like, and their numbers are good because they've all probably had it already. Yeah, there's probably half a dozen or a dozen or 600 ways to handle this thing. And I don't think, I feel, I feel like none of, nobody did it right. Everybody nobody. got something, somebody, everybody got some parts of it wrong, but here we are on the other side of it. So let's fucking move on. Let's, you know, maybe talk about it a little bit. So maybe next time we're on the same page, but that's never going to happen. So. Hopefully, just hopefully the next time is another hundred years from now, and we we'll don't worry about it. So, yeah, it'll be dead and gone. That'd be yeah. nice. Some other assholes' problem. Some other <laughs> assholes' problem. Some other asshole politicians can fuck it up, and some other asshole, will, you know, figure a way to get uh, canceled because of it. I don't know. Bob Afford saying cancel culture. That's why they came for him. I, I don't. I don't understand that <laughs> at all. That. I, I don't I've said it before. It's a hell of a spin zone. I, I I find it very admirable, like the, the spin zone he put on that. It's almost too good. It's just it just goes to show you that you know you can get people on your side by saying the magic words and it'll just it'll just get the people, it'll just get a handful of people be like, Yeah, you can't cancel our guy. You all these people just hear, oh, cancel culture got Bob Baffert? No. Bob Baffert's our guy. We love Bob Baffert. Bob, you can't cancel Bob Baffert for what? His horse didn't do anything. How do you know his horse did something? Listen, man, your horse got caught with drugs in the system, and it wasn't like a little bit. It wasn't like an accidental thing. It was a lot. And, you know, he's all, that horse has never been treated with that drug. Then what the fuck was it doing in the system, Bob? Yeah. It's, that's not how it works. You're saying there was some fucking woke doctor out there that had it out for you? And uh, maybe he saw like ibuprofen, like a little bit of ibuprofen. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to change it to this illegal drug. I don't understand that, man. That's not, def- that's not defending yourself at all. That's just looking for people to get your back. And he knows he'll get certain people on his side if he just drops some magic words. Oh, yeah. He had, he had his exit strategy all prepped and planned, yeah. man. Oh, what he was going to do. This is right out of his playbook that he's uh, had under his bed for sure. It's a joke, man. Fucking <laughs> joke. And what, that's what pisses me off because, you know what, he's got his millions of dollars. He's got all the success in the world. He's going to be back in the game next week. And it's not gonna be a, he's, he's not going to miss a beat. He'll be back there again, giving these shots or doing whatever he's got to do. First of all, and this, on top of that, this horse was like a $1,000 horse that he – Bought it was like this little scrawny fucking horse that he bought off an auction. Nobody wanted her, or want nobody wanted him. And he also he made him a, made him a champion. You're gonna tell me that's a fucking fairy tale that he bought a horse for a thousand bucks and now he's a fucking Kentucky Derby winner. Put one fucking horse in the goddamn race and he won the fucking Kentucky Derby. 
We're not stupid, Bob. Like that set the any, record too. Set the record. Doesn't make, Derby wins. It doesn't make any sense. Why can't anybody just buy a thousand dollar horse and have a have a shot at the Derby? Of course, of course, there's something going on. It's too suspicious yeah. to not be something going on. But the worst I part, I just wish I just wish I had cashed in on the horse. Fucking a, and I yeah, I checked all my tickets. Even if that horse is DQ'd, I don't want shit. No, nah, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have made a difference for me. That's why I didn't yell and scream about it too much. But no, but what pisses <laughs> what what the thing that the ultimate thing that pisses me off is that for all his success and all his greatness and all his winning, he he's going to be one of the reasons that we don't see racing in ten or twenty years from now. You think they completely wipe it out? They they try to get rid of it. I think they're trying to for a long time, and it's a dying sport too, man. It's a sport that people don't really go see a lot. So you saw it with Santa Anita, man. All those horses were dying. That's a big, big problem. A guy like this, I'm not sure if it's ten or twenty years or fifty years from now, but it's going to be the the PETA people. Like they point at this and they say, "Look, they're injecting these animals with drugs." It's not going to be PETA at some point. It's going to be right. But I'm saying they'll get the ball rolling, though. Yeah, I mean, here, here's me, a fan of the sport, saying you can't have guys like this in the sport, but he's the most successful guy in the sport. Like, that guy doesn't belong there. You know, the guys who do this kind of shit don't belong there. If, if, if it's not PETA, it's going to be – it's just going to be everybody around who doesn't – right, you want to talk about cancel culture. There's going to be a lot of people out there just want to come after horse racing because it's cool to go after horse racing. There's a lot of people out there, the social justice warriors, who just want to go after something. Just want to be yeah. on the side of, you know, what's good to, in their mind. Instead of saying, like I said, in my mind, it's clean up the sport. You know, get guys like that out of there and, you know, regulate it and, and make it tighter so these guys get in trouble. It, don't just suspend them. Get, you know, kick them out of the fucking Hall of Fame. Don't let them ever go near a horse again. Don't want to see him. Don't, don't let me well, see. he's banned from Churchill Down, so that's it for Baffert at the Derby, it sounds like. Is it a lifetime ban? I don't think it was a lifetime ban. Really? I don't think so. Oh, I mean, I saw a band. Yeah. I don't Who knows it, what that means? I, I think it was a short-term band. I don't think it was Lifetime. You think it's just a slap on the wrist? You think I, I think you'll probably see him back there next year. Oh, I don't know. Unless something – That's unless tough. Something. I think you got to give him at least a year, Ben. No, look up his uh, – He's not going to be at Pimlico this weekend. Yeah, because that was his choice. He didn't want to be a distraction, he said. Right. Well, that's his, that's, that was his call, yeah. Uh, yeah, let me get the exact. Okay, he was suspended. New York Post says Bob Baffert suspended by Churchill Downs after Medina Spirit fails drug test. So, no, not a ban. For how long? Just, just until? Indefinitely? Like I don't know. Suspends. Let's see. Let's cook in this. Denver 7. Shot them out. This is the second time. These guys shouldn't get, like, second chances. I mean, Doug O'Neill did. Doug O'Neill had a derby horse. Yeah, he, he was. He was. Uh, yeah, he shouldn't be in the sport, probably. But they, but they hang on. They, they have the money. They have the success, and they have like the pull. And you know what? I mean, a lot of people probably work for Bob Baffert that will lose their jobs, and they, and within racing, and they're going to be like, look, if you get rid of Baffert, um, you know, all these people are going to be out of work. Yeah. That, yeah. What's worse for the sport? People not having jobs or a uh, horse having a few, a few uh, drugs in them. <laughs> Don't you feel like there's always going to be 
a little bit of this in the sport, though. It's like steroids in baseball, right? Now, it's not the 90s. It's not running rampant like the 90s, but there's always going to go, like Robbie Cano. There's always going to be a guy getting pinched. There's always going to be a trainer looking for an edge. I'm not saying it's right. It's just it's, it's going to be hard to completely clean up. You're always like, – look, look at the reward, winning the Kentucky Derby. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I, I absolutely no. I do think that that'll always be there as long as there's the chance for victory, chance for glory, and chance you get away with it. It'll always be there. And he did get away with it. They're not taking away the victory, right? <laughs> so, yeah, not yet. It might, but uh, and hey, if you had, I mean, they might they might vacate it. But in my mind, if you had the horse on a ticket, you won. It's like we when they vacate Louisville's title. It, it, yeah, they still won. You can't. It happened. They yeah. won. He won. Whether you stripped the horse or not, that horse won the derby. Plain and simple. And, and, and but you're telling me like horse racing is better if you have a, a horse that won the derby and the Preakness going to Belmont. So there's no way that they wanted this horse to fail. They're not out to, they're not out to cancel Bob Baffert. It's better for nah, nah. You don't want to have no chance of a triple crown. I mean, we're watching no matter what, but that the Belmont, when there's a chance for a triple crown winner, is always better. Always better. Always more exciting. Well, forget about Belmont. Pimlico, the whole appeal of the Preakness is that you have the horse that won the Derby trying to piggyback on its success two weeks later. Yeah. In a absolutely. smaller, condensed field, you know, because a lot of horses obviously wait till the Belmont. Yep. But, you know, that's, that's the entire appeal on, on the Preakness, you know. In years past, America, can American Pharaoh do it? The year we went, there was a horse, Big Brown, you know what I mean? Can Big Brown capitalize oh, okay. on his derby success? Yeah. Big, big, big Brown fan. And now you don't have that in the Preakness, which is, I don't, I think they said 1968 the winner got uh, disqualified. But I'm trying to think of another year where the Derby horse didn't show up in the Preakness. I'd have, I'm sure they'll give that stats at some point this week, but very rare. So now the Preakness loses a little juice because yeah. of, uh, because of this horse yeah. not being there. Yeah. So I don't know who's out to get you. I mean, it's not, it doesn't make any sense. Like they wouldn't do that unless they had to do that. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think church, I don't think Churchill Downs is a part of some deep state uh, yeah, no. conspiracy to get rid of Bob Baffert. No, no. When Churchill Downs has been, and Jesus, Bob Baffert and Churchill Downs, like peanut butter and jelly, man. The guy's been winning there forever. It's like peanut butter and oversized horse pills. Yeah. I think that's how they make him take them, no? I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. I want to know how you uh, – I mean, none of these guys will ever admit it, but how do you inject – You got? is it a needle they're injecting? Not, the, is it – I watched, I watched – um, an episode of Columbo last night. I got we got a whole. Oh, last I love night, Columbo. And I was exhausted. The, I think my favorite part about Columbo is I watched like the whole beginning of it. Didn't see Peter Falk once. Like they, it's all set up. They, TV had a lot of time to kill back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the best part about this particular one was the special guest was George Went. That's why I put it on. So my God, right. I see George Went, and he was uh, he 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 owned a horse, and his brother had gambling debts. And I don't, I don't know exactly what was going on because I didn't quite get there, but uh, he didn't want the horse to win, so he fed the horse with a couple of sugar cubes and a pill uh, right before the race. He's like, you're not going to win today. But the horse was okay. The horse didn't die or anything. He just didn't win. <laughs> I feel like I may have seen that one. That sounds very 
Air, I used to watch a little Columbo. I used to be on A&E Columbo, I feel like. Nice. This is back on, in the day. This is on Tubi, T-U-B-I. It's an app. Oh, yeah, I, have, I have Tubi, yeah. Yeah, it's got a bunch of episodes on there. This was a later, later season episode, and there's only like one episode for the season. That was this one. There's a picture of George Went, and I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. So yeah, what maybe was Columbo's what was Columbo's catchphrase? Oh man, let me and let me tell you. And oh, and one more thing was that what he used to say? Oh, yeah, it turns on a dime. Man. One more thing. <laughs> Couldn't get one past them. <laughs> just when you thought, just when you thought you got past the great Columbo, you let you know. There's some good. There's some good Columbos. Yeah, I'm gonna some start. real good ones. They are like an hour and a half long, though, aren't they? Like, really? I think so. I thought they were longer than an hour for some reason. I, I thought they were an hour. I know they're an hour. I don't know if they're longer than that. I thought they were an hour with commercials. I don't know how a TV show can – like this setup for this was long. I saw two commercial breaks, and there's no Columbo yet, and I passed out. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And for some reason, I thought I'd seen it on TV. Episodes of Columbo are between 70 and 98 minutes long. Wow. 70 and nine. So you're almost looking at short films, like short movies. It's brilliant, man. He's good. And with, they, they, and he used, they used to air. Let me see. What channel was Columbo on? So NBC and then ABC. The first one was on NBC, second one on ABC. So you're looking at two-hour windows. Yeah. Probably. Wow. That's a great career. Peter Falk, well, I mean, what a, what a career maker. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's Columbo. I mean, that's decades. 68 to 2003. That now, raincoat. He made raincoats pretty cool. Yeah, much cooler than anybody else could, for sure. All right. Good old Falk. I feel like this is not the first time we've landed on Falk on the show. No, I think we've, yeah, we've talked to Peter Falk before. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it then. Unless you got anything else you want to. Uh... Nah, you got to peek that Peter Falk is no. Oh, well, good. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back before we say goodbye. But there was a spinoff for about a year called Mrs. Colombo. Really? I don't remember his wife ever being on the show. Um, he has a spinoff of Columbo focusing on Lieutenant Columbo's wife, who was never given a first name in the original Columbo series, but was named Kate in this series. And what does she do? Uh, gets canceled, apparently. Yeah. After poor ratings and reception from audiences and the original producers of Columbo, both the series... And the character herself were renamed in an attempt to change direction, but this did not help ratings, and the series was ultimately canceled after 13 episodes. Neither Peter Falk nor the character of Lieutenant Columbo ever appeared on or endorsed the show. Hmm. I don't know. That was a that was a bold move, as a bit of a uh, swing and a miss. I think. Mrs. Columbo. Big, big miss. Kate, okay, Kate Columbo is a news reporter who solves crimes while raising her daughter. It's basically female Columbo, only she's a news reporter. Yeah, Kate Mulgrew was the actress. 
So I was looking up because I knew there was a couple famous people that made a couple appearances in Colombo. Oh, a lot of and the one, appearances, yeah. George Hamilton was in nice. two episodes. Nice. Starred yeah, in two yeah. episodes as the murderer. However, that works. One in seventy-five, one in ninety-one. Yeah, it's back before. Oh, okay. This is all okay. They, they have listed like guys who are bad guys. Yeah. So Hamilton, William Shatner, and Martin Landau. Nice. Yeah, that's back before like IMDb would let you know who was cast as who beforehand. Because if you somebody's cast as the murderer, uh, it would kind of give the whole thing away. You had to wait until the end of the, you had to wait till the end to see the credits to know who was cast. I can picture the George Hamilton one. I remember him. Shatner, I don't remember, and I don't remember Martin Landau. But that's that's a it's a solid show. It's it's Columbo was. It was Law and Order before Law and Order. Uh, yeah, with that, yeah, and it was just him. I mean, he didn't have a whole team. It wasn't Ice T and uh, Hag. What's your uh, name, Haggerty and SVU? No, it yeah. wasn't that. I mean, I guess they didn't really f- focus on the order part. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a det- straight detective work. That's all. I guess it was like after all Dragnet, like Joe Friday, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we probably Dragnet. If, if I, I mean, I, I haven't really watched all those shows, but I'm sure the lineage of cop shows kind of traces back to like the, just those main character, like one guy type thing. I'm sure everybody starts even like radio programs. Yeah. All the way up through like NYPD Blue and now the millions of Law and Orders that we have. Oh, yeah. And then now they have all these different shows. Like I saw... uh I just wanted to do a cycle on Monday night to see what was on tonight. Okay. Oh, my no. wife sometimes will ask me what's on tonight. It's like, you're, you're asking the wrong guy. I had no idea. You're like, uh, the Warriors play later. And, uh, yeah. Watching Angels Astros over here. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, Tommy's on special TV. On. They settled on, settled on Family Guy. It's like two hours of Family Guy before I started the show. Uh, <laughs> but no, like you go through and on, on Fox, there was 911, it's called. Oh, I actually I watched. Know what that is? I watched about thirty seconds of it because it was just it was Fox was on. I put the TV on. And it was Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then after that, from so from eight to nine is nine one one, and then from nine to ten is nine one one Lone Star. Oof. So it's like all these shows are just it's just all the same bullshit. Yeah, just trying. You know I mean, no one could, no one can make a Columbo anymore. No one can make an original. No, no that's uh. I, I'd say I, we, I always try and like stop the show at a point like this and be like, well, how will we do it? Like, what would our show be? I don't think, I think this cop shows might be done. I think the sitcom too on these main channels, NBC, Fox, CBS, I feel like it's a dying breed. They're kind of outdated now. Yeah. It's hard to do a real good sitcom, man. I, I don't, yeah, you're very family. restricted. You're the time constraints, content restrictions. It's hard. I'll, I'll, Modern Family was good, and I'll vouch for uh, the Goldbergs is very good. Okay. Modern Family, I watched for a little bit, and then I was that just a show that went on too long? Yeah, I think so. I stopped watching it too. Yeah, just too long. The kids grow up; it gets weird. It's yeah, the kid, it's too long. See, because back in the day, like Cosby Show would do the right thing. The kids would go to college; you wouldn't see the kids again. Right. Yeah. yeah so. Thanks. See you later, Theo. Yeah. And then they want to get like a spinoff, which then they, then they do um, 
Yeah, did El- did uh, Elvin get a spinoff with uh, Sandra? No, what was uh, what was the fucking college show that they did? Oh, a different world. Yeah, that was who was on that. That was, one of, the, that was one of the daughters. I thought no, might have been. I thought it was. Cause I remember like watching it when I was a kid, being like, <laughs> "I love the Cosby Show," and then being like, "This is nothing like the Cosby Show." I'm not really getting it because it's you know yeah. college, college movie or something. But I'm sure it was good in its own way. Do you remember how sexist Elvin was? The son oh, of yeah. oh yeah, oh so yeah, so sexist. I would always shoot him down. No one of the guys working at Whole Foods these days. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Yeah, he was. Oh, he had some he outdated was, views, even he, for 1984. He was sexist. And now you look back at him, and like Bill would always give like the look like, you're going to get it now. But the look was really, yeah, I agree with you, but I'm just keep my mouth shut. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want everybody to know my terrible dark secrets. Heathcliff Huxtable. Yeah. Had us all fooled. Oh my god, that was such a good show too. Oh, I I used to watch Cosby Show all the time. The Cosby great show. Cosby Show was great on, from start to finish. That's that's a show that didn't go on for too long. That went just about a right amount of time, I think. Yeah, and they did like their own little great. spinoff though, which uh, I don't oh, think it was very good. Yeah, but they but they ended the Cosby Show and then just tried to do another. Yeah, they, Cosby did a couple other. There was another show called Cosby after. It was him and Felicia Rashad, right? Right, and his sweaters. Yeah, his sweaters came back. Yeah. But yeah, not, not as good, but yeah. Always uh, be leery of a guy in a sweater. They get Fancy sweaters. We'll all need to sleep. Man, when, can you even watch the Cosby show anymore? Is it even... Is it yeah. No, no, I oh, mean... Oh, I, I thought you meant like <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> I'm going to probably get flagged for this, but where is the Cosby show streaming? That'd be unfortunate if they if there's nowhere to watch the Cosby Show because of Cosby. I mean, it's a, that was such a good show. I guess you could watch on Amazon. Oh, you could. Okay. Yeah. Just gotta put a disclaimer. You know, this guy uh, took advantage of like thousands of women, drugging them. So uh, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Because he comes off as a very charismatic dude in these. <laughs> I just clicked. I just clicked season four, episode one. Yeah. It's Theo reads Shakespeare. Claire drags Cliff to her book club meeting. Theo catches a dead body while fishing. What? What? I might. I, might be, I was going to watch Columbo, but I might have to watch season four, episode one of the Cosby Show tonight. Yeah, Theo. Catching a dead body. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you can't you can't be disappointed in Theo or Elvin anymore. Those guys are are lightweights. <laughs> it comes down to it. <laughs> I like Theo's little buddy Cockroach, Cockroach who I believe was good. also on. I believe he was also on Martin. I could be wrong though. I don't remember. I don't remember. We'll look it up. All right. I think he was one of the main guys, Martin. There was three guys. There was the tall dude Tommy. I don't really remember Martin. Oh, okay, I watched a little Martin. It wasn't as good as the Cosby show, but... I remember Martin. That's it. Yeah, he went on to bigger and better things. He turned out to be pretty famous. Yeah. Yeah. All right, with that. See, all right, we brought it back. We went from Columbo to Mrs. Columbo, brought it back up to the Cosby show, and Martin, we're ending on a, on a high note. Okay, good. We brought it full circle there, and then a high note. Wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks as always, everybody, for listening to the show. 
appreciate you spending the time here with Sunday Poor. We'll be back here later in the week for you. I'll talk to you then, Ant. Got anything you want to say? Yeah, see you later on in the week. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you. All right. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, it took a little bit to get going, but we got there. Nah, Mother's Day. Uh, Mother's Day was all right. Mother's Day stuff was good. I think. I don't know. Menu stuff. I like doing <laughs> menus. Yeah. I, think, I feel like the menu is my like Mount Rushmore. Like, if you just need to kill time, talk about what you ate. Yeah. People are like, oh, what's your Mount Rushmore of this or that to kill some time? I feel like, uh, yeah. What was on your Mother's Day brunch menu? That's a, yeah. that's a good way to go. Uh, yeah. Yanks got a nice uh, couple over the weekend after losing. T- Listen, this is those are the wins I was talking about when we did our preseason show. Yeah. Those are the kind of wins I'm talking about. After Disappointing loss to the Astros to close the series out. Blowout on the first game of the National Series. And to go out and win two games – in that fashion, you got to find you got to find ways to win those games if you want to be a, a successful team deep into a season, and and that, and and to win games like that deep in a season in October, you need those games. That's why every game matters. That's why every game matters. That's why you don't give up on a series or a game just because. That yeah, a, th- those were necessary wins. If I could be negative right out of the gate. Yeah, be negative. How many games would we have won this weekend if Brad Hand was not a national? That doesn't. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You did it against. You did it against a closer, and that's their best closer. You know. I mean, I'd I'd rather win those games against Brad Hand than go out and beat a starter. You know, twelve to two, and just pile it on a shitty starter. I'd rather win those games when you could very easily just be like. I roll over a ball here, and it's a ground out, and I'm gonna, you know, whatever. We'll get them tomorrow. You gotta win. You gotta still play those games. You gotta beat the guy, the team's best closer. Whether it's Brad Hand, um, that's you know, that's the Nationals' problem to deal with. Yeah. No, you're right. Right. Seems like not- he kind of, he may have given us a couple. I mean, walking Tyler Wade to start the ninth inning last but yesterday is criminal. A lefty closer against all righty team. I mean, it's like a great matchup for you. But you still have to do it, and it's, it's it builds confidence. It teaches it teaches you a little thing about winning. Teaches a little bit about yourself as a, as ball players and as a team. So you need those, man. I don't care though. It was Brad Hand, but he's, again, it's a it's a game in May. So that's let's wait. How much does it really mean? But on on the on the uh, on the ladder of a uh, on the flip side. What? Uh, I thought you were looking for a word. I was, but it was not flip side. <laughs> uh. Like as you're as you're climbing the ladder, like to the top, like that's a step you got to take. You got to you got to win those games now if you're gonna have a chance of winning similar games, you know, against better teams later in the season. Yeah, I mean it was two wins. They had. I mean, they, I would have been disgusting if they followed up the Houston series with a loss with a series loss to the Nats. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, and plus it's plus another another series win. So 
and we're, the Yanks are always going to have those problems, right? They're always going to have, they're always going to be a home run team. They're always going to have, you know, the questions in the starting lineup, or there's questions in the starting rotation. You're always going to have those, those questions until, uh, you know, Tyone and Kluber kind of prove themselves against better teams. Like you're not going to believe they're, they're real. Any, any success from Kluber, you're not going to believe until he does it against the Red Sox or, you know, in a, in a meaningful game. Uh, so you always have those questions, but the idea is to find ways that you guys – that they can win with the roster they have. So this is the roster they have. And they, and they are hitting. Like, Stanton's on fire. He's winning – you know, he won a game with the base hit. It wasn't a bomb to center field. It was a base hit. And I like, I like to see that kind of shit. No, yeah, it was good. Yeah, the offense is still kind of sputtering, I feel like. They have five hits on Friday. They had like five hits yesterday. I don't know. I need a little bit of more. I know they got a few timely hits. Ford had a nice one in extra innings Saturday. Glaber on Saturday. Stanton yesterday. Mm-hmm. I need a little more consistency from the lineup. Fair. Yeah, Judge was ice cold. Judge is, yeah, Judge has not been good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, just, I like what we see. I feel like we haven't really seen Stanton. Like we've seen Stanton hit before, but I don't think we've ever seen him at this level. No, this is the best he's ever been as a Yankee. Yeah. We'll see how long Yeah, continues to and what happens when he hits his first slump. Yeah, but it just shows how, like, fickle I am as a fan because it's like as soon as he turns it on, it's like – it was eye-opening how good he was, especially like a week ago uh, when he was just – every at-bat was mashing the ball. It was like he was up there with, like, uh, a baseball bat from the Flintstones, basically. And it was just, everything was just getting launched at a thousand miles an hour. No, yeah, no, this is the best easily. I know last year he was okay. He was good in the playoffs, but this is the best we've seen him. <laughs> that playoffs one was what well, he was great, but it was like, what, what this isn't, this isn't him. <laughs> this isn't, him. Yeah. This, this is not staying. He's getting lucky. But now to see it kind of what, you know, he's healthy and he's hitting and it's like, all right, let's keep it going. I'm, let's ride it. I'm ready to ride it. Yeah. So, and I want and that was an awesome playoff atmosphere for those games against Houston, specifically the the Tuesday, yeah, and the Wednesday night games. Yeah, yeah. I need I need the fans. I need the fans to bring that kind of shit. I'm not saying you got to do it against Washington or you know against Baltimore, but could we have that type of atmosphere against fucking Tampa or when the Red Sox? Come into town. Can somebody launch a battery at Alex Verdugo for Christ's <laughs> sakes? Like I understand the hatred and the venom spit towards Houston. We all hate Houston. Yeah. But I, you know, I want to see. I want to see. You know, Joey Wendell get a little abuse. Like That's I want true. Joey Wendell to be a little uncomfortable when he comes into the yeah. Bronx. The, the Bronx should never be a place you're comfortable. Yeah. There's too many people. There's too many teams and players that are comfortable coming to the Bronx nowadays. And Houston, yeah. you know, say what you want. They went two out of three. Should have been a sweep, but we know what happened there. Yep. They were. They, they may have been a little uncomfortable in those Tuesday and Wednesday night games. That's the way it used to be every night. I like that. That's a great point. That's a great point because, one, I thought about that. Those, those two games, the, the fans stood up like the entire game. I remember there was games that we were at where we were standing up again, fucking yelled at by bougie ass fans because we were standing, you know, yeah. in a playoff game, nonetheless. So that's big. That's big that these fans are standing. But you're right. The fact that it was the Astros, it feels like it was, uh, you know, head, headline grabbing fans and not, you know, smart 
knowledgeable fans that should go out there booing the Joey Wendell bats like 700 against the Yanks. Yeah. Not getting all over those guys for just beat too much respect for the teams that beat them. Like the Astros. Yeah, you're right. They get booed, but let's see, let's see some venom towards the guys that have beat the Yankees skulls them for the past few years. Right. First time Boston comes into town, man. If you know, first, their first place team right now, should be bringing the heat towards them, man. Fuck them. Yeah, so Yankees are th- – yeah, they're not going to see anything else. There's nothing really coming up at home. The Red Sox are not until yeah. June. June, all right. I'm curious to see then when the Red Sox come in. That'll be a nice – that would be a good way to gauge. I don't need – I don't need to be like it was with Houston, but it needs to be – it needs to be loud and it needs to, it needs to be consistent. The fans need to step up. The fans do need to step up. It's, I'm challenging the fans right now. Bring it. Bring it against these ALEs teams that you're yeah. competing with for a division, specifically Boston and Tampa. Milton, Milton the cowbell guy called in to uh, Craig and Evan. Always uh, calls in, yeah. He called – I listened to – I heard him the day um, after – Tuesday after the first game. And he said it was – it reminded him of like early 90s Yankee Stadium games. He was like 95. He's like probably 95. With uh, like booing Jay Buhner in the marriage, yeah. I'm like, it's fucking great. It's great. Keep it going now. It can't That's just the way be. It should be. It can't just be because of this trash can team. It's got to be. It's got to be the hated teams. Yeah, man. That's the way. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah. It reminded me of the late '90s, early 2000s Red Sox games. Yeah, oh, where not, it was just nothing like those. Yeah, those were. Those were venom. Hatred. Those were, yeah. If you, saw, it was great like, to see hatred in the air, man. That's what I liked. I like. I like a nice. I like hatred in the air. That's the way sports should be. Yes. We we spend too much time hating people for their political beliefs. Let's just yes. hate the laundry. That's what the hate should be. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, the great uniter. Hatred. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and and again, it's all fun and games. Right, so there's no real right. No, right. We're, we're not, not trying talking. to stab anybody in the park. Right. Like they do on the West Coast. Just yeah, for those three hours, man. Competitive home yeah. field advantage. That's it. That's it. I would like to know if uh, there's any Houston fans in attendance last week, and they got they got the business. I hope so. I would have. I wouldn't have been able to resist. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. would not, would not have been able to resist. Mask. And out. they do. I mean, they have the ring to back it up, and I get it. And, you know, whether it's tainted or not, and they have guys who have championship pedigree, some guys that I wish would rub off a little bit. on the Like a guy like Correa, who's kind of been a bust since he was supposed to be the next big thing. One yeah. thing the guy does is get huge hits in October. Like I wish some of that would translate to, to my guys. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I would, uh, I would have abused uh, Astros fans. Even, even with the ring, I don't give a shit. I would have abused it. Houston Astros. You're a Houston Astros fan. That shouldn't be forgotten. That's right. Yes. Let, <laughs> let me see you wearing an old beat-up shirt from – if you're wearing like a Bagwell shirt, I have a little bit of respect for it because then at least I know you're a fan through those lean years. But if you're wearing like an Atu- if you're wearing an Atuve or like a Alvarez, oh, if you're wearing an Alvarez, I know you're a new fan. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see you wearing a. Let me see you wearing a Biggio. Or a Nolan Ryan, not a vintage. Derek, Derek Bell. Let me get a DB. Yeah, Derek Bell. Killer bees. Yeah. Brad Osmus. No, no Brad Osmus. I will not respect you for wearing a Brad Osmus. <laughs> no Brad Osmus. <laughs> no. 
you will get a battery thrown at you. <laughs> yeah. So let's yeah, got to bring it. Got to bring yeah. it. Two you series, know. two series in a row. You're on, you're on the right track. You got now the, Tampa. Got At the Tampa. Rays down in Tampa. Yeah, he exercised some demons. Now is the way. Now you got to start now. You got to start beating the race. You can. They cannot be. They cannot bully you guys. Right. Yep. Right, so That's what we'll, it comes down to. We'll start. We'll be here uh, during Game Three. On yes. Night. We'll see where we're at then. All right. Good show. Good show. I'll talk. All to right. You. See it. Peace.